Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to Australia's number one daily sports news podcast, The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Thursday, the 30th of November. Today, the Panthers won a two-for-one deal to send their star to the West Tigers. Super Netball plunges further into the abyss and may be the greatest headline in the history of this podcast, Olympian suffers frozen penis. I'll explain it all in a few minutes. But first... They're taking the long road, but the Brisbane Heat are one win away from WBBL glory. On Tuesday night, they got through the eliminator against the Sydney Thunder. Glorious shot there from Grace Harris. She has just timed that to perfection. And last night, they upset the local fans as they ended the Perth Scorchers campaign at the Wacker. Catch it! Beth Mooney, that's gone straight down the throat of Georgia Vole. That's a huge wicket. Led once again by their master blaster, Grace Harris, who took home player of the match honours thanks to her half-century at the top of the order. The Heat set a towering target of 197 for the Scorchers to attempt to chase down, a target that they ultimately got nowhere near, falling 67 runs short and setting the Brisbane Heat on a date with Big Bash Destiny. Where do we go now? Now the Heat will board a plane from Perth to the city of Churches, Adelaide, where the strikers are waiting. Top three um, it, ever in my career. I've been around a very long time. It, it's it's so much bigger than what people think. And, you know, for us, our domestic tournaments actually hold a great deal to us. Yeah, it's just, it, it means a lot. Adelaide strikers bowler Megan Shute believes a win in Saturday night's WBBL final would be a top three highlight of her prestigious cricketing career as the home side attempts to claim back-to-back titles, while the Brisbane Heat will attempt to become the first WBBL franchise to ever claim three titles. Rugby League fans, listen up, because there is movement at the Jerome Luai station. Something's happening, something's happening. Jerome Luai, the three-time premiership star for the Penrith Panthers, is off contract and is the subject of interest from several other clubs who are reportedly ready to make Luai a million-dollar-plus-a-year player. And it would seem one club is closer than most. Oh, there they are, the Tigers. Luai has already been caught out catching up with West Tigers coach Benji Marshall about the possibility of making the Big Cat switch from the Panthers. And while Penrith would ultimately love Luai to accept their below-market-value deal and stay put and help the club challenge for a mind-boggling fourth consecutive premiership, they've shown that they're savvy enough to know if they're going to lose Jerome, they might want something back in return. Kind of a two-for-one deal. Wide World of Sports has reported that Penrith are open to allowing Luai to join the West Tigers immediately if, and I say if, the West Tigers will send veteran forward David Clemmer and young halfback Lachlan Gabin back the other way. It's a win-win. The Bulldogs are also reportedly interested in Luai joining them at Belmore, but the Tigers are considered to be in pole position. Now, they've just got to decide how bad they want Jerome. While the women's game in both cricket and Aussie rules are riding high with momentum as they prepare for the WBBL Grand Final and AFLW Grand Finals respectively this weekend, the OG Women's League netball is in all sorts of strife. And they're not going to send the game broke. They're asking for a partnership model, and that's where the sticking point is. My only concern now is that the relationship is so poisoned between the two mm. parties that we may not end up with any sort of meaningful agreement in the near future. What happens then? Yeah. Look, I, I don't know, and I, I'm wondering if a third party, if the government, if the federal government perhaps has to step in and say, you can't run the sport. One of Australia's greatest ever netballs, Liz Ellis, speaking plainly about the situation the sport she loves finds itself in as the game's governing body, Netball Australia, and the players themselves 
remain divided. We just want to work together to create revenue for the sport and, you know, work with sponsors and I feel like grow the sport because that's the only way we're going to be able to do that. New South Wales Swifts defender Maddie Turner explaining the side of the players in the dispute as they seek to become partners rather than just employees of the game in Australia. A partnership. Netball Australia yesterday made an improved offer to the players of an 11% pay rise backdated to October 1st this year and an agreement to continue working out the details of a player revenue share agreement, which would see the players benefit financially from any new sponsorship money that came into the sport. Netball Australia had hoped the revised offer would see the players return to training immediately. No deal! The players, though, are standing resolute in their insistence that the details of the revenue share agreement must be sorted before they'll return to training in any capacity. And given this dispute has been going on since February this year, you kind of hope that they'd have their SHIT together so the women can get back to the hardwood of the netball court. And before we finish up, I want to make something very clear. If you think even for one second that I'm not going to see the headline Olympian suffers frozen penis and I'm not going to include that story here on the scorecard, you're sorely mistaken. Kalle Halvorsen is a Swedish three-time Olympic cross-country skier or should I say was, because now I just know him as the frozen penis guy. Look, is this a little, little problem or a big, little problem? I'd call it a big, little problem, actually. Halverson was participating in the 20km World Cup event in Ruka, Finland, which, in case you're wondering, is actually inside of the Arctic Circle. And, as the name suggests, pretty cold there. Halverson finished the race in 18th place, but it was the post-race recovery that has made him the big story. Sorry, fellas. He got a little fresh space. Halverson had to take himself to the race tent because, quote, I have frozen my penis for real, end quote. Halverson said the pain was indescribable and that he had to lie there in the warm-up tent for 10 minutes trying to bring life and warmth back to his little ski pole. Stop playing with that thing. Halverson went on to describe the injury, saying, quote, It hurts so damn much, it's terrible. It's lucky that I'm going to have my second child because this is going to be difficult in the future if I'm going to continue like this, end quote. Halverson then ended his interview by discouraging others from taking up the sport. Yeah, thanks, Halverson. I think we got the message when you said you'd frozen your penis. And that is your first fun here sport today. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow for your week-ending edition of The Scorecard.